Dra- are you saying giraffes or are you saying I am saying I'm saying either. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Uh, it's a, it's a play on words that they have. Is it is it drafts? Is it like as in drafting something like I'm a draftsman? It's like you're drafting a draft. Oh, okay, if okay. You understand what I mean? Okay, so I'm drafting a, I'm 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 drafting a draft. And it, and also have a beer of that name, the Dundraft. Yes. In the world of conspiracies, the supernatural, and the downright spooky, there are only two men who you can trust. Dennis Lynn and Roger O'Sullivan. Or as they prefer to be called, the unexplained legends. What is existence? A question which has plagued humanity since the dawn of time. There are even those who believe it is nothing more than a simulation. The stuff of science fiction, surely. Or is it? This week on Unexplained Legends, the simulation theory. Welcome listeners to this week's episode of the Unexplained Legends. Uh, I'm Roger O'Sullivan and with me as always is... Dennis Len. Uh, wow, that that bodes well. You I forgot your own I, name. I took a lovely sub of coffee and okay. then I forgot where we were. Okay, well, we'll see if that holds up now, to, if that story holds up. And together, I'm in flying farm today. Are you? I'm in flying farm. Okay, okay. I'm together, in farm. together we are, the Unexplained Legends. Uh, Dennis, you've been, uh, you, you, you were out last night. I was out last night, I was playing some board games. Playing some board games, and to my utter dying shame, while I'm playing Guess Who, a guy comes in, right, and he's a real slick looking fucker, and he comes in with his girlfriend, he sits down on the table next to us. And he has a chessboard. And I'm like, that's not why you come to the games cafe, you show off. He brought his own chessboard. Go out to the park. You know, oh. we're playing Jenga and shit in here, not your chess crap. And the two of them pretending to play chess then for like an hour. I, to, to be honest, for me, I think chess, chess gets more than it deserves. Why, why do you say that? Because oh, I always, I'm personally a checkers proponent. I mm. feel like there's a bit, you know, because people always talk about, always oh, built this supercomputer that's like, can beat the world's champion at chess they've never done it for checkers are you uh chinese or european checkers uh i'm i'm european checkers but i'm not opposed to chinese checkers yeah, <laughs> yeah. no one said you were man no, no one unless said you it's were. the guy checking chinese people that's not on totally different <laughs> that totally is, different that is not on what well, are thank you, you doing for clarifying that? yeah but how no, are you how are you doing you like do you having a good good day today oh yeah I've been. Uh, what have you been up to? Doing a calisthenics workout? Yeah, yeah. I, I've been up. I've been uh, trying my absolute best to um, to touch my toes to my face. Uh, just really trying to get like more flexible. Touch your toes to your face. Yeah. Oh, wait, in a standing up or sitting down position? Uh, standing up. Just trying to get more flexible this year. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just nice. Test- how how test- close are you? Uh, I'm. I'm not that close to be honest. Uh, well, my problem is when I try to do it, I actually like bend in too quickly. Oh, okay, yeah. And I won't tell you where I end up. Are you still uh, trying to get that thing of um, removing some of your ribs? Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not going to do that anymore because the, the problem with that is I was going to do it when I was going over to get my teeth done. Mm. But I'm not going to get my teeth done now for another okay. few years. So. But you've already got them foiled down, so you're, you're not going to get the actual veneers on them. Uh, I, they- I liked the look. That was what happened with me. Is when I got them when I, when I got them filed down to put the veneers on. I actually yeah. liked the look. But it just looks like there's a lot of pipes in your mouth. Yeah, but I think that you know you often see rappers with stuff like that now. Yeah, grills. Yeah, but, but just pipes. You know, it's a really really funny, right? If you imagine being Michael Jackson or um, actually, I won't mention the other guy, but I mean they're both equally as bad. Who's could, the other guy? Could you're you not ma- mentioning could, him. Could you imagine being Michael Jackson and you just hear a rumor? about you and it's like oh what's the latest rumor oh they're saying you removed some of your ribs because you because you could suck your own dick and you wh- how did they find out <laughs> how did they find that out and people want to be celebrities and it's like that's the, i remember that in school like like people in hushed tones saying you're about michael jackson yeah, yeah. And it's like do, oh, what do we know him like is he does he live down the road uh, i've definitely i've definitely said this joke before it's uh on the podcast my friend ronan's joke i don't think you can say it again then can you uh, no, I'll say it. Okay. Uh, it's a good joke. The, it's been making me laugh since he came up with it when we were like 14. The, the other person you weren't going to mention, is their name M.M.? Yes. Okay, yeah. Well, it's that guy, right? Oh, okay, brilliant. <laughs> but it's, They'll never figure it out. Yeah, but the joke the joke around him was uh, that the Ron said one day, uh, proud as punch that he'd come up with it, I'd say. He, he said, did you hear about him? Uh, he had to get a rib put back in because he couldn't stop sucking his own cock. 
Very Which, good. oh, just, oh, beautiful, beautiful inversion. It's a reverse. Yeah, beautiful inversion. It's a reverse. To this day, yeah, if I want to gym myself up, I'll just think of that joke and I'll start laughing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what are we doing this week? This week, Dennis, we're doing a very, very special topic. This topic is, I don't know, I think I mentioned this to you, that uh, over Christmas, I went hardcore on, like, going into the cerebral world of oh, the Unexplained. God. Okay, cerebral world of unexplained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing else hardcore, right? Off the back of that, coming into this year, I'm shaking it up. Yeah, you're going uh, back to your roots. Uh, no, I'm not. No. No, fuck the roots, yeah. I'm shaking things up, Dennis. I'm bringing kind of genres of things that we haven't explored on this podcast Nice, before. or as my friend likes to call them, genres. Genres, yeah. The, these are going to be hard-thinking episodes, Okay. Hard thinking. It's 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 designed to get the audience on their toes and to to laugh, live, and learn. Is it kind of like in the fifties and sixties when the CIA just started giving like LSD to cats, and I'm a cat, and you're giving me LSD? So there are some episodes that are like that. <laughs> I like that you considered the comparison. That yeah. was very good. Because I'm thinking about an episode in, in a in a week or two's time, which pre- isn't far off like that. But this. This, Dennis, is, I think, easing you into it. Today, Dennis, we're covering something called simulation theory. Okay, all right. Okay, 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 okay. I think yeah. I know what this is. Yeah, yeah. I think I know what this is. Yeah. You'll notice, you'll notice that yesterday, I asked you when I knew you were going out, I was like, will you be, will you be all right for the podcast now tomorrow? Mm-hmm. And you said, yes, mom. And the reason I said that, Dennis, is because I knew that there was a chance that if we did this topic while you were hungover... There'd be no getting out of that hangover. People, you know, the last time I was hungover, people really responded quite well to be being negatively battered in that episode, which was... It was the gateway process. The gateway process, if you want to check that out. I'm very hungover in that one, and Roger tries to blow up my mind. Yeah. So, simulation theory, everything is a simulation. Is that what we're we're looking at? Uh, like, that we're in a simulation. Yeah, I think that's the easiest way to And we might be NPCs. Uh, well, I'm probably not, but you know. Yeah, okay, I'm an NPC, fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm the one asking all the questions, and you're I'm the non- NPC. You're a non-player character. Okay, okay. I'm a protagonist. So, I just want to say off the back of this, right, uh, this week, I have been pretty much crumbling mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. existential crisis after existential crisis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like my January party trick. Um, I go home, love Christmas, and then I come back, and I crumble to bits, right? Waves of dread constantly every single day, right? Mm-hmm. I'm saying this in a very upbeat tone, but that's just to cover up the misery. And the episode that you've decided to do is basically an episode questioning our existence. Yeah. And you I- just, ba- I just feel good today, and you've just banged that in this morning. Well, the thing for me is that I saw you all week, obviously, you know, going through the horrors. Yep. And I said, oh, gee, he really, he's really having some existential problems. Well, why wouldn't I take away the existence for him? Yeah, you're just saying, <laughs> no you know problems. what? I'm going to catch the back of your head and we're both going to stare into the abyss together. Yeah, no, no, uh, yeah, just going to come around, just a few, few lads stare into the black hole. <laughs> yeah. Ah, Jesus, there's nothing like staring into the old abyss. Uh, what's that staring back at me? Will, will we crack on with the old lamestream narrative, Dennis? What you know, you can't explain, but you feel it. You've felt it your entire life. That there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. Like a splinter in your mind, driving you mad. This is a speech which Morpheus gives in the hit movie The Matrix. Moments before explaining (laughs) to the protagonist Leo. (laughs) What? Go on. What? What? Oh, come on. You just started off with a Matrix quote. Yes. I watched The Matrix last night to prepare for this. To prepare for yeah. it. It's a movie, Roger. It's it's, a, you're talking like it's a documentary it's or more, something. It's more than a movie, Dennis. It's more than a movie. It's a way of life, man. Oh, my God. The, actually, do you want to know a little like tidbit I picked up this, uh, this time watching it? Yeah. You can just tell me. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, we we don't like we don't like fact. Oh, come on! Consent. It was a joke. We don't like it was a joke. On this, <laughs> um, but watching the Matrix, right? I'm sure you've heard this this theory that you know um, both of the Wachowskis are now trans women, mm-hmm. and that's not the theory, though. No, that's not the theory. No, that's confirmed. That's confirmed. There'll be no episode on that. That and, or a lot of people have speculated that the Matrix itself has like has ties to. Uh, the like journey of coming out as trans and and interpreting yeah. like 
uh, gender hierarchies and stuff. And the Wachowskis have, have said, yeah, that's in there. And then there have, be, there have been detractors saying, oh, they're, you know, they're just going back and retroactively saying that's the case, right? I sit down to watch it last night. The very first screen of the movie, once it starts, is uh, a line of text that goes across and says transoperative. Oh, also, something that happened while I was researching this. Is I started reading loads of Morpheus quotes. Mm-hmm. They're, oh, man, they're just the most fun thing to, to say. Are they nonsense? No, they're unreal. Give me one, then. Well, I just gave you one there at the start. <laughs> okay, no more. They, no, we've Morpheus quotes at home. Yeah. Okay. Do you want another Morpheus? Quote? I wouldn't mind one. Yeah. Just uh, like get my morning going. Oh. So people are turning Morpheus quotes into like how to be successful at business. Uh, yeah, or just be successful in life. So will I give you? Uh, will I give you these the top five here? Okay, go on. Okay. All right. Oh, sorry. Just before you start, I feel I feel neutral right now. That's my mood. I feel neutral. Okay. So I'm going to tell you how I feel after each quote. Okay. And and imagine I'm saying them directly to you. Okay. okay. Like about you, okay? Okay. Okay. You have the look of a man who accepts what he sees because he is expecting to wake up. Ironically, that's not far from the truth. <laughs> Minus two, very confusing. Okay, okay. That's fair, that's fair. Unfortunately, no one can be told what the Matrix is. You have to see it for yourself. That was just about the movie. Uh, plus one, because I like the movie. Okay, there we go. Um, and maybe I said I was going to do five, but maybe I'll just do. I think I'll just do one more. Okay. Um, the Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being into this. And then Morpheus holds up a battery. It says here, plus one love batteries. There we go. You have a pretty good Morpheus voice. I I won't lie have to you. Been you. practicing I, that. I, I won't lie to you. I have. I genuinely uh, have a lot of voice memos. I was sending Ronan. As Morpheus. Uh, yeah, just as Morpheus. Ronan's kind of turning into um, kind of a third person here now, isn't he? The, like a little, a little character. Like a producer. I, Bring that up, Ronan. Ju- ju- <laughs> and it's always the wrong thing. <laughs> we, 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 haven't, we haven't made it too far into the mainstream narrative. No, we haven't. I, I thought the Matrix quote would settle us in. It did the opposite of that. So, so It drove us mad. To ease us back in again, Morpheus gets Neo, says that quote, and then explains to him that the reality which we perceive is in fact a sophisticated simulation merely designed to keep humanity under control, right? An amazing piece of science fiction, to be sure. But there have long been those who questioned whether this hypothesis is more realistic than we're willing to admit. If we were in a simulation, Mm -hmm. and you'll be able to maybe get into this a little bit more in the episode later on. If we were in a simulation, surely there would be a movie about the simulation to make it less believable that we're in a simulation. That would happen. That yeah, that seems feasible to me. That that all checks out. You know, so here we are staring at. I mean, they made three of them, so yeah. they must have been really sweating. Oh, they, they were. Must have they we made were a fourth one. A fourth one. I haven't even seen it. A fourth one. Revolutions recently, or yeah. something. Because they resurrections. The fourth one because they were like uh, they were like okay they're <laughs> they're thinking it's real again. Come on, come on, fucking bring the movie back. Oh, res erections. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, actually that that's the way it's stylized. <laughs> On, on the movie balls. Uh, comic Sans for RES and then <laughs> yeah, right. erections and impact. Then erections. Yeah, yeah. I think you could be onto something there. The simulation self-replicates like media to dissuade you from um, from the simulation. I I wouldn't have... I, just before we continue as well, I have to say, um, my feelings on this uh, theory uh, changed in a, in a scary way while I was researching and putting together this. So... I'll be interested to see if the same thing happens to you. So where did you start with? Like, what was your... I started thinking it would be an interesting topic to talk about. And I ended somewhere where I think maybe it's more than just interesting. So you've yeah. gone completely down the rabbit hole. You have taken the orange pill. Uh, I can't... Uh, I, 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 I can't really divulge that yet. Well, um, he's on to us. Uh, no, I'll, um, I'll, I'll, I'll get to that uh, after we get through the old lamestream narrative. Right, like I said, throughout history... People have thought about these kinds of questions about reality. Famously, Plato's cave analogy asks us how our perception of reality may itself be faulty. Similarly, I didn't know this, right? But the Aztec culture of Mesoamerica, uh, they had a philosophical understanding that our reality may merely be a painting or a book conceived by greater beings, like beyond our comprehension. They're they're gods, essentially. That's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, I, I... It's... That blew my mind because you're just thinking that these 
people in like the 1300s or whatever, that they're even conceiving the equivalent then of like, oh, maybe we're just in a book. But there's an amazing comic book that I read before called Animal Man, if you've ever read it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, it's a brilliant, brilliant book. Uh, you should, anyone out there, read it. If you've never read a comic book before, read that. You'll love it. But in that, I think it's... Um, What's evil Superman? What's he? Is he like he's like Bizarro, Bizarro. Bizarro Superman or something? Yeah, yeah. But he's a big dude. Um, sorry, um, comic book nerds, <laughs> if I got that wrong, or if I'm even naming the wrong comic book. But in that, he goes through a comic pain, and like he bursts, bursts out of it, and they, because they've started questioning like whether or not they're in a comic, like throughout it, and then he bursts, he gets thrown out through one, and then they all start like freaking out and stuff. And I, I think that was that like that. I was like, this is so cool, but also made me go a bit crazy. So now when you're saying this, that we could be part of one. Well, it just seems to be a huge comic book, though. It's it's too big, isn't it? Like for all of us to have to like, you know, people going off getting hummus and stuff, you know, like are gods really painting all that? We'll, we'll get to that. Dennis, okay. right? They uh, even to this very day, there are rational minded academics who truly question whether we may indeed be living within a simulation. The simulation hypothesis, or simulation theory, as it is also known, is the belief that our reality, as we know it, is merely a hyper-advanced simulation created and perpetuated by future humanity, or hyper-intelligent alien beings. Proponents of this theory range from those who genuinely believe it to those who merely think it's philosophically worth interrogating whether, whether it is true. Uh, I started on the latter end, and... Uh, Listen, we'll we'll get to we'll, we'll get to to um to how we ended up. But the philosopher Nick Bostrom is often credited with popularizing simulation theory in modern times. And although he himself says he doesn't necessarily believe we are living within a simulation, he does not think it's impossible. He proposes his theory by way of something called a trilemma. Are you familiar with this? Is that like a little bit worse than a dilemma? It's yeah, a dilemma too, trilemma. Three, you're like, oh God. There's I've never had a trilemma. One in the kitchen, one in the bedroom, one in the toilet. <laughs> They're going to be in the hallway, Dennis. <laughs> yeah, so the trilemma argument, right? The, or the trilemma he uses to phrase his, um, his simulation argument. It suggests that there's three statistically unlikely scenarios. But he claims that one of them must be true. Okay, so that's how we're breaking in this trilemma. Okay. So are you ready for yeah, the give scenarios? Yeah, give me the three of them. Okay. Scenario number one, Dennis. The fraction of human-level civilizations that reach a post-human stage, right, that is one that's capable of running this, like, super-powerful simulation to begin with, Yeah, is very close to zero. Okay. Okay, so that's theory number one, is that... What, so have they worked it out that to get that technology, we probably would have died off due to thousands of other reasons or whatever yeah so 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 this is why i think on the face of it if you don't look into these things you can sit back and go that's not you know oh you know yeah so what if it's close to zero what that means right depending on how close you think we are to building these um hyper advanced simulations that first one is essentially saying that no life in all of the universe ever makes it past kind of at the stage where we are now that something okay. happens some great filter like that we're just all we either get wiped out like you said like we destroy ourselves nuclear annihilation something like that but that's essentially that so there's more implications to that first one than just okay. you know oh who cares if, who, who cares if we never get the iphone 27 you know mm. number two the fraction of post-human civilizations that are interested in running simulations of their evolutionary history or variations thereof is very close to zero. All right, so they don't think that, let's say, our society, would, if we're not a simulation, hmm. would ever be interested in running one. Is that what that means? Yeah, that, well, I'll put it to you like this. If we got to a super advanced level, do you think that we would like to run a simulation of what happened in like the Renaissance period and just to, to see, to get a better understanding of what it was I like? actually think we probably would. Well, there you go. Yeah, I think if you got to a super advanced level, you have basically everything else is sorted and taken care of. Yeah. So you never have to think about food and whatever. It probably doesn't even, it's probably gone, you know, like as in it's probably just total fuel at this stage. 
like in terms of taste and everything. So then you'd probably revert back from like advancement to nearly playing games. Yeah, so this one, like that's highly unlikely that we would get to an advanced level and not want to make simulations of our own mm. past because we, are, we already have the Assassin's Creed games. Yeah, it's so, what we do every day of the week. Yeah, so we do that now. So it's, it's, that's the other, that's number two. It, it, that must be close to zero, right? Yeah. If we're saying that we don't live in a simulation. And number three then, Dennis, the fraction of all people with our kind of experiences that are living in a simulation is very close to one. How does he work that out? So he figures it can't be zero. Okay. If if there are people living in a simulation in reality. So this one's probably the most chilling. He's saying that if we don't live in a simulation, then the like all likelihood is that the number of people or beings that are experiencing living in a simulation is close to one. So maybe only you're in the simulation. Wait, you mean one person? No, yeah. Or, oh wait, I, I thought I thought it was like one percent. You know? No. Well, it's it's less than one percent if you think about it. Yeah. So just one person. Yeah. It's close to one. Because because you can't have like a less than one in a simulation. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So that's chilling in itself. If we're saying, okay, we're not all in a simulation, but we're accepting that at least one being in the universe is in a simulation, is in one of these hyper-advanced simulations. And it, yes. could, it could be you, as the National Lottery says. Yeah. Is there any way I can find that out? No. It says here, uh, jumping off a window. Okay, no. <laughs> we can do that. We can sort that out. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's mad. It's, it's funny, though, to think about that second one. I think that's actually one of the most interesting ones, just in terms of immediately my mind was like, no, if we were super advanced, we would do that exactly. shit. Like, we definitely would probably have a simulation running. That's exactly where I was but with this. with number one, then, I think that's interesting because we probably will reach a level where we might just blow ourselves up. But at the same time, I think there's... You know, with all the universes out there, and or well, maybe we're just talking about one universe in this case. But w- mm. let's just keep it one universe. Yeah, yeah. In this universe, there probably has to be one civilization that just flukes, just gets through, and yeah. becomes super advanced. That's funny because I, the, when you said we should only stick to this universe, because I felt like you were you were in kind of an only one universe mood. No, no, I'm, I'm at least several. Oh, really? oh, I, Six I, to nine. I saw a look on your face that flashed across. It was like, if, if there's a second universe right now... <laughs> Did you see how quiet I got when you were explaining those series? Because yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, ah, oh, fuck, what's number three? Yeah. No, I think that's cool, though, but I definitely think there has to be... So if we work this through, right, there has to be one yeah. civilization out there that has got past the danger point. This is exactly where I was, right? If one gets past... Then there has to be a simulation. Yeah. So there definitely are simulations out there. Yeah. Which then brings us to number three, which says that there has to be at least one person in a simulation. Yeah. So therefore, I think I can believe that there is a simulation out there. Yeah. Shit. So essentially, right, in this argument, Bostrom sets out that we acknowledge the fact that it if it is possible that someday technology will advance to the level where we create a flawless simulation of reality, the likelihood that we live within one of these realities has just exponentially grown. So if we just acknowledge that we think someday humanity will be able to build one of these simulations, then instantly, like, the likelihood that we live within one has just become so much more likely. Mm. Uh, now if if you're from another point of view and you think that we just simply will never have the technology which I I think is kind of foolish uh, then you know I guess you could assuage yourself with that and say oh you know I can just relax back here you know what I just had a thought about and this is you've done this to me right yeah this is not a a nice thing to be thinking about let's say if there is a heaven right you Uh go to heaven yeah and do you ever just like desperately miss someone or like you know like you you have memories of a previous life but now you're dead and then you go up to heaven and you are that person up there and you're completely locked away from the world that you used to live in. That sounds kind of like hell. Um, like that, especially if you like, let's say you die young. Right. It, yeah. Doesn't it sound like you're just trapped in a glass box? Like as in all your friends are there. You're seeing like, I assume you're seeing them, you know, grow up whatever without you. You're seeing, let's say the love of your life, maybe go on uh, maybe you're happy for them maybe you're not but mm. like they go on and have kids and they have a life that you never had and you're just viewing this but they always view it as if like that person is happy but 
That sounds like fucking hell. Well, I, I don't know why we've jumped over into uh, whether or not heaven or hell exists. Well, I, I, the reason I said it is because like with a simulation, there is almost, um, and I'll hop back and forth on this, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. there's almost a comfort in being a simulation. Yeah, definitely. Because yeah. once it turns off, it's off. Yeah. You know, like, and it, 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 it's almost like a freedom thing. Like, it's like, okay, cool. Well, I, I don't have to worry about it. This might be taking us in too much of a tangent, but the, I, I once heard somebody describe this idea of like a quantum state of heaven. Where, like you said, they're on all like you know, you've seen things experience or happen in the, in their own way. That when you reach heaven, if you do, it's a a reconciliation of all of the universes where you did and didn't do all of those things. Oh, cool! So you like you you ascend consciousness to such a level that you couldn't imagine it as a human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I love that. I love that. And that, and that's that's kind of where I um, have gone before as well in my head. Not that all of the universes would come together. I've never thought of that. Yeah, yeah. But that you would go into a, a place that we can't understand and will never be able to conceive pretty much. It's Joe, um, do you know where it is? It's the Leisureplex in Cork. I fucking knew it. <laughs> Leisureplex in uh, Cork has at least eight bowling lanes. Eight bowling all lanes. All the floors are sticky and you might get killed if you walk out the back. Terrible pool tables as well. The, I, used, I used to play a lot of pool there. Yeah, pool shark? Yeah, yeah. Well, Hustling? Yeah. Do you have a little case? I did, yeah. And I used to take it out. I had those gloves as well. Do you know those? Uh, oh, like, nice. They're like driving gloves, yeah. Oh, it was, uh, you know, a diff- different time for me. Different time. They used to call me. you Chalk Sullivan. Yeah, they, they used to. They used to. They, uh, but I fucking, man, I had to, I was kicked out. Why? Hustling? Uh, yeah, because I, I started um, started pool hustling down the bowling lanes. Ah, that's where you're they, going. They, they didn't like that. Yeah. I was like, I bet I can get a strike with this. Giant pool cue. Giant, mm. right? And I've lined up all the balls down the down down the, the bowling alley and poof, I fucking fly ball one day, smash through a load bearing wall, whole side of the oh my God. Came down. It's it's amazing as well. That that pool cue was so large. You had to construct it inside the leisureplex at night, didn't you? Yeah, it was so big that when I when I pulled back to <laughs> when I pulled back to uh, to line up my shot. It went out the front wall and smashed into two cars. Into and through the cars and into a load bearing wall and yeah. Duncan. A uh, load bearing wall of, of, oh of, the, of, the, of the building across the road. Of the pleasure legs. <laughs> it, was, it was fucking desperate, man. But anyway, Dennis, if we do live within a simulation, what does that mean for the great mysteries of our lives? Does quantum mechanics merely behave strangely as a result of some poorly programmed corner of the world? Are ghosts merely artifacts of old simulations or indeed are aliens and ufos just glitches within the metaphorical matrix one thing is for sure whether or not we live in a simulation is to this day unexplained you know you'd make a great priest do you think so a very good priest you have a great sermon voice okay okay yeah i can see that you know the way you're like saying contemplate this contemplate that i'm bringing us back in this is the message I very I felt like I was in I was at mass there. If I was well, I don't think that's a good thing. And the Lord said, if you read between the lines here, what I'm really talking about is aliens and giants, maybe. Amen. 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 <laughs> well, I mean, a good mass. They, I've never once heard anyone describe mass as anything other than boring. Are we the cool priest? Did you? Yeah. Until the stuff came up, but oh, we yeah, had a yeah. cool priest up until then. He was too cool. Yeah, way <laughs> he was, too cool. He was too school. He was too cool to be letting your skills. Coolophile. So now, Dennis. Uh, now that we're through the old mainstream narrative, you can understand where where I got to. Yeah, no, I, I think that's really cool. This is the more okay. I need to ask you a question. Right? Yeah. I need you to be completely honest with me. Right. This guy you're talking about, Nick Ballstrom. Yeah, yeah. Is he is he on the level? Like, are, is this is this guy like a a real dude? Like he's yeah. He's like on. Um, you know the fellow be uh, the the guy with the keyboard who'd be talking and stuff who's dead. Ah, uh, he's not on his level. Yeah, but but he's like he if there was a cocktail party, he, he might go to it. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, he's not like he's not a whack job living in a caravan in the desert. That's sort of what I want to know. Do you want to see him? I don't know how that's going to clear it up. I think if you if you have a look at him, I think you'd you'd have a. He doesn't look like whack job, does he? That man looks like a simulation. <laughs> no, this is Hitman, like Hitman Agent Forty Seven. He looks like a clone. He he. That's that's comical, comically um, clonish. That man. What well, do you think so? Name something descriptive about him, like other than his bald head. 
Um, he looks. A, I don't want to get, get rude about it, but he looks a bit like the engineers from um from the like Prometheus movies. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Uh, he looks. He looks. He looks like a handsome man to me. Tall, kind of you know, uh, broad shoulders. If he committed a crime, no one would be able to pick him out in the lineup. Uh, in, yeah, that's, in Ballville, obviously. <laughs> he went to the University of Gothenburg, went to Stockholm University, went to King's College London. And then finally, London School of Economics. Hitler went to college, didn't he? Not those ones. <laughs> don't think he went to any of those, right? Don't. No, I don't think he did, did he? Did he, did he kicked out, was he? Or did he ever get in? He, was, he never got in. Yeah, he never got in. refused. Ha, you were. There you go, man. So, Stalin went to college. Yeah, what's wrong with that? <laughs> no, go. he didn't, though. No, he, he, didn't, he didn't even believe in it. No, no, he didn't. He didn't. The, uh, no, <laughs> I can't get into that. This guy, I was trying to find out where he currently works. I think he. Yeah, it works in uh, in Oxford. So Currently, they, yeah, they. I think, yeah, no, no, no. He's he's a postdoctorate doctorate fellow of University of Oxford. So there you go. He's not. Sorry, a, did you say Oxford or Oxford? Uh, no, Oxford. No, he. This is a legit guy. Okay, legit, right? All right. Okay. No, I just I just wanted to clear that up. The reason I say that is because I think this is the most solid episode we've had in a long time where i'm actually quite excited about it like where i'm thinking wow this could this could be really true i've i've won um in probably a few well i don't know when it will come out but we'll be recording in a few weeks time um that will scare the living shit out of you but yeah, th- if you can time that correctly maybe yeah. uh, maybe when the days get longer but this one this one i thought this one is food for thought right yeah so destructive painful existential crisis food for thought i bet when when you heard me say that I started not believing it, and by the end, I thought, mm. "Fuck!" I bet you thought Roger's an idiot. <laughs> I mean, but, it was. I didn't go straight there. Yeah, but you thought something along those lines. I thought something's up. Yeah, and then by the end, you said, "Oh shit, I'm up." Yeah. 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 Definitely, but I just want. To, I, I do. We have theories on this. We do. We do. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck! I was hoping we kind of didn't. Why? Because I, I the information you've given me so far, I can deal with. But I feel like the next boat of information might send me over the edge. Okay, so the old theories, we'll we'll crack into them there. Uh, One of these, I think, will absolutely send your brain melting. You won't like it one bit. You'll actually want to, like, gloss over it. Okay. Uh, But we'll we'll ease into something. We'll ease into, like, the simplest one. Simplest one is that we're basically in, like, an alien video game or simulation thing. Okay. So hyper advanced alien civilization. We are where a simulation they've made. Maybe maybe humans are extinct, hmm. and we are we are the remnants of a simulation by these extraterrestrial archaeologists. This is what they do. They found a human bone. They That's just, so cool. Yeah. And then what they do is it like they create a civilization to see where it goes, to see what they can learn about us, and to see what technology and stuff they can get out of us. By basically running a simulation over entire civilization, yeah, and then they can they can discover everything about us. Yeah, that's really cool. So like that that to me sounds plausible. That's very very cool. Yeah. So imagine that like aliens land down on a planet, they they find a few bones, right, and they they drill in, they take the DNA and RNA or whatever the fuck's in a bone, and then they <laughs> and then they put it in their supercomputers. Yeah. And boom, fucking simulation. In like a floppy disk, and then you've got a simulation going. Yeah. I love that. Huge simulation. I've, I've skipped one or two steps along the way there, but... And it, how does it work for us then? Like, do, do we exist in real time? Like, as in, if they fast-forward a simulation, which I assume they do, they're not going yeah. to wait and, and, you know, a couple of million years. So, like, uh, do we feel the effects of fast-forward? Well, Dennis, have you ever felt like a day has gotten away from you? Oh... <laughs> but no, it, my my genuine answer to that is that I feel like it's probably along the lines of it's rant sped up, but they've programmed us to perceive it at nor- normal time. Yeah, that's very scary. So if they press play on a simulation, uh, another one of us gets created, uh, or another world universe gets created, and everything happens in it, and our perception of it is that it's real time. Yeah, yeah. Constantly, every time they press play. Yeah. Or, here's something even more chilling for you. Maybe not even chilling. But the the aliens that are... Uh, the aliens that have made the simulation, they have such a fundamentally different grasp and understanding of time 
that us running it real time is sped up to them. Okay, all right. All they're right. such long termists. Yeah. That they're just like, yeah, oh, you know, yeah, spin up a spin up a reality there for a few billion years. Okay, yeah. No, I understand. That's very scary as well. That bad civilizations and stuff, depending on their advancement, have different time perceptions. Yeah. Good God. Uh, do you know, I've got a cool theory, though. Go on. Uh, that we're in a simulation and it, humans have been wiped out, mm. um, but the simulation is still running. Oh. Like as oh. in we wiped ourselves out, but we have this simulation running. So the outside reality is yeah, like gone. May, like there's two versions of it. Maybe we uploaded ourselves digitally because we were about to wipe ourselves out, or else the world was about to go under. Yeah, um, and then we just create a simulation, or there's a simulation running, and in the meantime we wiped each other, we wiped ourselves out. I think with the Matrix thing, just back to that for two seconds. Yeah, I'm happy to go back to the Matrix. Is I think it's more believable that we're not kept. In like, you know, the egg sacs and whatever. The pods and stuff. You know, like that our consciousness is just created in the simulation. Yeah, yeah. Is everyone in the Matrix, like according to that movie, is everyone actually in a pod? Uh, No, there are some people like the Oracle that are just programmed. Oh yeah, but bar like let's say Smith and all these guys. You know, like as in every person walking around, let's say in the street next to Neo, are they actually people in pods? Uh, Pretty much, yeah. The most of them, most pretty of much, them. most yeah, of them. Yeah, okay. yeah. All right, okay. I don't know if that answers it, but cool. no, I, I think I think that is that's the case. But I think that there's there's stuff that's not totally defined in the world of the Matrix, where there is potential that you could have a you could have a kid, and you might not be having a kid in real life. It's just a simulation of having a kid, so that kid could grow. You know. That kid could grow up, etc. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so I, th- I think that there's some wiggle room there, but it's easier to just say they're all pods. If how, are they ki- how are kids born in the Matrix? Uh, they extract the semen and they... I'll just make them. Yeah. Okay. For, but is that based on how your life turns out in the simulation, though? So they go like, you know, um, egg sac A19 and egg sac B29 are forming a relationship. Please extract semen and put it in. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Wow. they've never thought about this (laughs) oh Dennis I can tell you they have and you don't want to see what they come up with (laughs) right Uh, so next one Dennis is we touched on it already the ancestor simulation Mm. now this is the idea that future humanity would build simulations maybe there's a fucking um, a a Denzel 579 Mm. in the future and a Rigoro 996 right future robot android versions of our of ourselves and they want to revisit their you know their dna donors who who um led to them being created so they spin up an old ancestor simulation to see what what were they like oh they're podcasting again i don't have i do not have the brain power to think of what i'm about to say right right but maybe we can bridge the gap together right if you see a video of yourself yeah that person in the video has a perception (laughs) when they're in that video mm-hmm. so is that the same kind of perception as a simulation uh, uh when you're being video it's you're saying no, like as in, if you watch a video like you, you know yeah. you, you feel like it's imagery right like it's just images which it is but yeah. that person in the video does have a perception like it's a different person to you right so is like you know is that person existing in a different world uh i, I wouldn't have thought so i think maybe it's more akin to i think a uh, let's say a better or not better but like uh, a different take on this that maybe might help us find common ground is are you saying if you're playing mario kart and you're racing your own ghost in mario kart mm. does that ghost have like a different perception of reality of the future you beating it yes yeah i think there i think i can probably agree with you but you know like do, are we just existing in a simulation and this is just a recording you know, so we're just the person in the video now. So that we're, even outside of our consciousness, we are always bound to repeat what we we're going to do at any given moment in time. Oh, God, not really. That's worse. No? No, I just, I just, you have know. You, like, have you it, turned I'm on tr- a few videos where you've surprised yourself? Have you? You've done <laughs> I, something different this time. I'm like, whoa, I didn't expect him to go left. He usually goes right. <laughs> no, I just mean conceptually, like, as in to try and have, because if we are a simulation, we're basically a recording in some of these theories, yeah? Uh, 
Yeah, I think... Because we don't have free will in a simulation. No, we... Not exactly, but it would be... Okay, what I'm trying to say is... It would is, be a game with, theory, you know. With these simulations, yeah. are, are they going to end up different every time? Or are they just looking to see oh, how, how things played out? Okay, I finally got where you're coming from now. That's a good question. I would say... The way I've thought about it is that they just want to get a snapshot of what, what they would have been like. So they're okay. not necessarily just repeating... You know, they're, they're not just working out a biopic. Yeah, so in that sense then, though, um, there's there's so many different ways that... Yeah, I suppose like if they went back far enough, mm-hmm. humanity might not start. Yeah, that's fair, yeah. And they might get a completely different picture of it. So it might be quite unreliable. Like, let's say, you know, orangutans like become become the boys yeah you know and it's a completely different civilization no obviously there's the same like you know there's the same elements there like fire and all the rest of it so like they're probably going to go after those things but who knows what to do maybe they're orangutans the surfing orangutans that live in the water but um it's just that there's so many different permutations or whatever that it would it would the simulation might be hard to start yeah i'm like where do they start the simulation that's the thing like, like how do they fucking like they get their dna or whatever and they crank up a simulation do they do they start from I don't know. Well, have you ever heard the philosophical idea of the the fact of that you can only ever be certain that this day exists? No. Well, so basically, you can only ever be certain that this day exists and what you're experiencing at this moment exists, and that uh, there's nothing to 100% prove that yesterday isn't just an implanted memory with a sophisticated set of uh, like simulations built up around you yeah. to make you feel as if everything that happened yesterday happened. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's terrifying as well. Thank you for that one. Yeah, no worries. That's great. I've had that. I've had that feeling before. Yeah, but I've never had it articulated, so it constantly be in my head. Okay, well that's fine. But the the big the scary thing about ancestor simulations, as far as I'm concerned, is the fact that it just seems so plausible that we would eventually make one. Mm. And of course, obviously, the big thing of that trilemma, you know, the one in the kitchen and stuff, is that yeah. um, the big question is that once we've once we've acknowledged it's likely we would someday try to make one of these then it's just so much more likely that we exist within one or could exist within one i mean i think it, i think it has to exist yeah it has to exist but whether we're in one that's the scary mm. one I, how do we figure that out well next one dennis right next one is this is our second to last theory i have listed for you here this is um that we live in a soft simulation what i've termed a soft simulation so our reality isn't like completely manufactured, but there are parts of our life that are simulated and that we live within some kind of, let's say, augmented reality. Mm. Can you go further? So it's a bit like kind of the movie They Live. Okay. Right? You know, we, so I'll give, you, I'll give you my own personal take on this, which will probably give you a bit of an insight. Imagine... You know, we, we look up at space and we just see stars and all that stuff. You know, we've flown to the moon and all that stuff. All, all that old hat, right? We have flown to the moon. We, potentially. No, we haven't. <laughs> the, well, we, we flew there, never landed. Episode one. Yeah. Check it out. Uh, so, right. Well, we, we, well, actually, it ties into what I'm talking about now. You know, supposedly we've landed there. Yeah. Okay. It really does. The, uh, is what if... We are living within an alien zoo and actually the sky and everything beyond our planet to keep us like tricked that we're that we're just living on a normal mm. planet. That's all simulated. That's a simulation. So we are on our planet, you know, our planet form, but the entirety of what's out there is just simulated, augmented to keep us unaware of which would explain ufos yes they're obviously people checking in on us or holidaying and stuff all right so then that would also lend to the theory that we will only be able to discover so much outside our own planet before we're stopped yeah yeah if we are in a zoo yeah and even to go back to what i was talking about with the moon they faked the moon landing without us realizing it the, the aliens did yeah how did they do that we thought we were landing on a moon it was a simulation moon oh Okay, so then we're not actually traveling anywhere. Yeah. And so what do the aliens get out of it? Just to study us, is it? Yeah, a lot of aliens think that it's a, an outdated concept. You know, you shouldn't really you shouldn't really have them anymore. Well, maybe it's more of a wildlife park. 
Yeah, yeah, it's more of a human park. And at, and at the end of the day, the kids love them. Yeah, and it's a good day out for everyone. Yeah. So, and, and if we didn't have this, the humans would just be extinct. All right, so there. Okay, so um, that you think that some aliens believe that. But we're growing up in... We're not growing up in captivity, necessarily, are we? We are uh, We are in a captivity, but we are unable to even see our own fences. Yeah. So, but if you if you had a couple of lions, and you put them into a place that was the size of their own original territory... Yeah. That would effectively be not really like they were growing up in captivity. Because, you know, they are theoretically in there and kept in there. But if it's as big, then they just... They grow the same as they would in the wild. Well, right? that's an interesting philosophical question. Because... Essentially, I guess what you're getting to at that point is that is is captivity defined by the quality of captivity that you have? I, I assume, yeah, quality bringing in size and yeah. like land and everything. So if lions lived within the greatest, well, yeah, the greatest, like you built an, an, a perfect replica, a uh, a replica so large that the lions would never reach the edges of their own, mm-hmm. uh, of their own internal, like um, sanctuary. Does that make their captivity any less real? Ah. I think that they're fine. Then, well, no, they're fine. They're fine, but it doesn't mean they're not in captivity. No, no, they technically are in captivity. Yeah. But what difference does it make to them? Well, you could say that for the simulation. But that's, yeah, but that's the same thing, isn't it? Yeah. So, like, if we are growing up in that world, we'll only really hit those fences once we get into serious technological advancement, right? But will we even be able to get there? Maybe the physics breaks down at a certain point as a failsafe for the simulation. Yeah. I prefer the zoo. Okay. Because at least we're alive then. Just one more oh, yeah, thing yeah, before go we go. On. There was, um, you know, maybe it's they live, but um, you can correct me or not. But there was a was there a movie where like it was kind of the same thing, where the world was actually destroyed, like it was actually wrecked, but it, it looked everything looked fine. Uh, <clears throat> I can't really. I, I could be making it up to be honest. That that sounds familiar, but I don't think it's they live. They live is like where yeah, they're just um, weird looking lads. Yeah, and that they they're. All of the posters actually say, like, consume and stuff like that. Well, maybe that is it. That probably is it, then. Yeah, but what you're talking about does sound interesting, though. That you're tricking people into thinking that reality is better. Yeah, like, you know, the whole place is wrecked and everything is just, like, you know, almost like, you know, blocks of houses and blocks of... You know, everything's grey-walled, like, just, you know, brutalism. But then it's it's painted differently than with, like, a reality sheen of, like, it looks exactly like our world looks now. Do you know... What I'll say to the lads is, if their goal is to make the simulation as nice as possible, crank it up. You, yeah. you, something's gone wrong. Lads. Get going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's okay. space all over our streets. Yeah, I would just, uh, I'd maybe just tweak it up a notch or two, see, see what happens then. Uh, I thought I'd leave you, Dennis, on the absolute like most existential dread. Ah, um, thank you. Thing that I could that I come up with. This is even potentially not exactly on like in line with the simulation theory but i thought it was interesting and i and specifically when i found it i thought that is going to make dennis jump off a bridge it is oh like, nice cool it, it is Said that with a smile on your face yeah yeah it is insane right actual reality or a- actual reality is beyond our comprehension mm-hmm. and we're merely parts of a cosmic computer unable to even fathom what's going on so our entire reality is actually just, for whatever reason, the internal process of a cosmic computer that beings beyond our comprehension are using to... So we're just cogs in a wheel. Yeah. And we're not even aware of it. We just have, you know, we, we just, we're going about our day. Our friend, for whatever reason, us recording a podcast, that's part of what completes these, uh, yeah. these calculations. Uh, that's very scary and cogs in a wheel isn't even a phrase um i think that uh i that's 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 very very scary i do think like let's say right this is a simplified version kind of to the side but you know it's like there's birds and fish and like weird shit out there yeah that can they see like more colors and stuff that we cannot see yeah yeah you know so like to 
there are definitely different perceptions out there. Mm. Um, so you're saying then that all of this stuff is just created within a machine to work out whatever it needs to work out. And we're just part of it. Yeah. It's not quite the simulation thing. It's kind of akin to imagine if uh, imagine if you're imagine if the tiny semiconductors within your computer had their own consciousness. Would they be aware that they are just semiconductors, or would they just be thinking, "Oh, this is oh reality is just you know, oh I'm meeting up with Derek and I'm sending an electrical charge from this side to this side." Would they even be aware of that? Well, I think maybe. Uh, it depends, though, because we're looking at it from a really human point of view, you know? Like, I think what's, when I start thinking about that, I'm like, oh, well, if they were computer chips, they wouldn't be happy being computer chips. And they'd have to, like, dream themselves out of it and turn into humans. But yeah, but no, but they think being a computer chip is just, like, they find what they're doing as banal as we find, like, pouring a cup of water and drinking it while you're crying. Yeah, but I'm just wondering where we come out of. That's what I, I'm wondering. What, where do computer chips, like, manage to make us in our human form and stuff? What do you mean? We're organic computers. Yeah, but what? But why are we? Why do we exist like we exist? You know, like, why are we... Um, why do they have to do it? We can't fathom it. Because they're so beyond our comprehension. Ah, well, for fuck's sake, then. There's no point in me asking questions. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis... You you can't fathom it. Oh, great. Brilliant. You can't fathom it, Dennis. Well, maybe I'll try and fathom it. Stop trying to fathom. I love fathoming. <laughs> so where where did you end up at the end of that one there, Dennis? Scared. Um, I did a little stomach flip a couple of times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But Very I really good. like it. I yeah. really like it. I'm glad we did this an early Saturday morning. If you did this, did this as an evening podcast episode, I would have been really mad. I may have even refused to do it. But um, I'm just really hoping by about 8, 9 o'clock tonight that I forget that you told me this stuff. It's very cool, though. I love that. That's changed my whole thinking, that those three sets of... Um, the trilemma? Yeah, the trilemma. That, that's really changed how I thought about things. So I would say, yes, someone exists in a simulation. And it might be you, listener. It might be you. We just might be part of that thing to convince people as well that they're not in the Matrix. Yeah, and you know what? If we are in a simulation, I think, why would it even matter for you to give us a five-star rating? You know, like... It, that would cost you nothing for living in a simulation to go on yeah. whatever podcast app and give us five stars. Or let's say in one of these things, the aliens can listen in and uh, to us, and mm-hmm. you know, which I'm sure they can. There is no point really in the zoo thing, and they're listening in right now. Can you just simulate a few listeners to go yeah. out there and tell everyone about the podcast and grow it even more? Because I have to say, it's grown pretty quick. It's- thanks very much for everyone for listening, and especially to this episode. Um, I've been Dennis Len. Dennis Len 3D if you want to catch me on Twitter or Instagram and you are Roger Sullivan at Roger O Comedy on Instagram yeah or you can catch him in the Leisureplex in Cork at the weekends hustling pool yeah hustling bowling uh, and uh, yeah I'd say I'd say we'll, we'll end it there do you want to look we'll call it a day will we yeah let's shut down the computer simulation off love you bye I'm 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 drafting a draft